Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. Our guest today is Paul Northbridge. He died and saw his past, present and future. Paul Northbridge had a profound near-death experience when he was 14. Paul is the author of walk of life, feet on the ground. This is his story and this is his passion. Paul, welcome to Passion Harvest. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, I've had uh, spine bifida. Well, I've, I've got spine bifida, so I've had uh, problems with walking for a long, long time. Um, and um, so from the ages of zero to 16, I've had operations quite a lot every, basically every year, I had an operation. Uh, so one operation was uh, called the Verona, and uh, that was to lengthen my leg on my right leg because my right leg was shorter than the left leg. Um, and in order to do that, uh, they had to give me a, a muscle relaxant right before the anaesthetic was uh, due. So I was lying in the uh, theatre, and uh, just so I had the pre-med before that as well. The pre-med is like... a Makes you feel rather drunk. Sorry, as a fourteen-year-old lad, I was quite, uh, I was quite mellow with that inside me, and uh, so that was my first point. Uh, and then, uh, then they gave me this uh, muscle muscle relaxant. Um, that made me then feel very weird. Um, what I could feel was like, uh, like a whoosh, but not me. And um, then I felt my hands really been really painful. So I looked at my hands straight away because I felt, oh, what's that? And so I looked at both my hands and uh, there was already like red and swollen. And I'm thinking, well, that's, that's unusual. And uh, Mr. Newton, uh, my surgeon, um, I've known Mr. Newton many, many years. He did all my operations really. So I've known him really well. So I said, Mr. Newton, look at this please. And he was right over there preparing for the operation. He turned around and uh, I can still think of his face down. It was like, oh, and then, then as he was going like, oh, uh, then he just went. I just went off. It it just felt like my um, my my plug was switched. It just felt like someone just pulled my plug out, and uh, it was black. Um, but the thing was, though, I can actually see black in my whatever. I'm, I've, got, I've got no eyes at this point, but I can see black. So I thought, like, this is black. I can see it. Uh, but then, as I'm seeing black, momentarily, then I'm then coming out of my body. And then I'm at an angle of um, whatever angle it is in maths. I've never been good at maths. I hate maths. Um, but whatever angle it was, I was looking down myself, not at right above myself, but at an angle. Um, so I could see myself. I could see nurses, my, my doctor, all trying to help me to get me back to life again. Um, and as I'm doing that, then I can feel um, from another direction. So I'm like there. Then these beings came from this direction towards me. And uh, then these beings were loving. They were beautiful. Uh, and uh, they were 
they they knew me i knew them instinctively i felt that they knew me i knew them um and there's three of them uh they're hard to describe them they, they were glowing um you can see like a head you can see shoulders and then it starts like dissolving a little bit but they they were more like uh, translucent silver yeah just beautiful souls you can't so i can't see eyes i can't see nose but you can see and they communicated with me with the uh, telepathy so um, and the kind of thing they're still saying to me, Paul, um, you can say my name, but I think you should come away from there. Do you, do you agree to go from, from here to go to somewhere else? Um, I wasn't horrified, by the way. I wasn't seeing myself down there going, oh, my gosh, I'm dead. I wasn't panicking. I wasn't scared. But uh, I was thinking, like, yeah, okay, I'll go away with these beings. So off I went. And, um, yeah, so that's where I went into the next realm. Um, the next realm is uh, I called it home. To much for you, when when I when I called it, uh, yeah, I, it felt like more like a home, homely place to go to. Naturally, for my soul, it felt like a home to me. So I feel like it's the place that I go back to. Um, so that's where I felt. And uh, yeah, so as I get to this realm, um, the beings are then showing me around, almost like uh, explaining to me about. Um, certain things like uh, there was one particular, particular soul that was in like a, it's hard to describe things which are not home well not earthly they're more different so I called it like a booth uh, but it wasn't really a booth but it's in some kind of a um, cover covering and uh, this soul's having um, some kind of uh, help because it's had uh, issues in that in that previous life uh, they're trying to get re, um, re-energized again, back back to normal, healthy soul. So I basically said, uh, yeah, come away from that that soul. Don't don't go near to that soul. So I kept away. Uh, anyway, actually, I kept away anyway. Um, and then as I'm going towards the next bit, uh, then I went into a um, life regression. And uh, on this uh, life regression, I could see um, past, present, future, all in one go, which was quite quite amazing, really. Um, so in this in this, um, it looked like a well. If you if you have to like give it something like an earthy resemblance, it looked like a well. Um, some people said it looks like a TV. Some people said it looks like a cinema. Some people say it looks like a well. I said it looks like a, more like a well. Uh, and uh, yeah, so as I'm looking at this, it goes into like normal uh, memories. Then after that, so you look into it first. And then you, you you then take it on as in like a normal memory, normal reflection. And uh, I could see past where um, there was things at school. So I was 14 and when I, when I had this near-death experience. I could see things from primary school. Uh, and then it can then leads up to then uh, other experiences to even today. Well, on that day where my mum and dad was in the kitchen uh, thinking... I wonder how Paul's going. He's going, to, he's going to have his operation now, and uh, they're like preparing food in the kitchen because one of the things they love to do for me um, when I had an operation, or you know, if I'd stay in hospital, they love to treat me with food, and uh, so they were getting ready for for coming over with nice bits of food for me. So I could feel their their thoughts saying like, "Oh, I bet Paul's going to be really excited when he sees all this uh, type of food and all this kind of thing." And, 
yeah, making him making him happy and stuff like that. So that was that was a memory I have. Um, and then I could see then into the future, but as a fourteen year old lad, I didn't realize it was future. And yeah, so that's where I saw uh, things like driving. I saw uh, Russia, which was weird um, because I didn't know what Russia was in Russian to myself at 14 years old. Uh, but long story short, I married a Russian lady. And uh, so that's why I saw uh, Russia. And um, I even saw uh, maybe a future death and, and maybe it will be in Russia, um, which is a bit weird to say, but I, I saw like a future death where I'm in a, a flat and I could see one lady at the side of my bed, another lady at the, at the front of the bed type of thing. And um, and I've basically got a, a wife and I've got my daughter. So I'm presuming it was my, my daughter in, in the future. I'm, I'm predicting, but I'm, I'm looking older and I'm looking weak and looking tired. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, could, I could see myself there. Um, maybe it's just me in the future. I don't know, but that's what I felt like it was. So yeah, what else did I see? Um, I saw a cat uh, purring and all sorts of things like that. And what cat? Why does a cat purr? Um, I saw like a creation of life, like watching it from like the spark of uh, you know the conception to like the spark of life and then developing. Um, it was almost like watching a documentary of how a baby was being you know from created to being born. Um, as well, I remember seeing that. Um, all sorts of things, really. So much more, maybe, I can describe if you've got any questions about that so far. I mean, I think it's absolutely fascinating, past, present and future, but if you feel like exploring more of what the future visions were, that would be incredible yeah. if you're yeah, comfortable sure. sharing. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so future-wise, um, I saw myself driving, a 14-year-old lad, um, and disabled, I, I I never really thought I'd be driving. To be honest, I always thought I would be taxied and uh, driven by people. Um, so I I never really thought I'd be driving. And um, but there was a in this future vision vision, uh, I saw um, like a person being really excited and really happy that I'm I'm driving. And anyway, so I get to like 17 years old, and I passed my driving test, and and I could I could drive an automatic car. Um, and uh, yeah, and and to know that I passed passed my driving test at seventeen years old, I was like, I was thinking like, yes, uh, and I'm now able to like go here, go there, and not rely on people. Um, so it was really a, uh, a memory of, of of that that I'm you know reflecting on. I think you know to be honest with you. Um, what else did I see? Um, I saw a ceremony, uh, but. It looked a bit like um, I can describe it. I became actually my my wedding uh, in Russia because when I realised it wasn't a near death ex once I realised it wasn't a near death experience that I had, um, I thought, well, how come I didn't see a white wedding? Uh, and I was a little bit I was a bit down towards you because I was thinking uh, I didn't see a white wedding. Um, so I'm not gonna get married. I literally thought when I got into my twenties and realised actually it was a near death experience. I'm thinking. Actually, I'm not gonna get married, am I? You know, that was my my thoughts uh, thinking then because I didn't I didn't see a white wedding. Um. Anyway, long story short, I do get married, but I get married to uh, a lady in in Russia. And because uh, she was married before, 
she didn't want a white wedding. She wanted uh, to wear a turquoise dress. And uh, so what I saw was actually a registrar uh, gathering. It wasn't a church. Um, so what I saw was was that, and I saw why Russia was so important to me. Um, and uh, yeah, Russia is very, very important to me because obviously my, my wife and daughter uh, is is there and uh, you know, get to, to Russia quite a lot and uh, travel to Russia a lot. And uh, yeah, so uh, Russia is very, very important to me. Um, what else did I see? Um, I saw, uh, going back a little bit, I saw previous deaths even, um, which is a bit weird to say to you as well. It's like, um, almost like a, a packet of cards. I mean, it makes you like a magician doing like that, you know, like, you know, go through cards quickly for you. It felt like I've seen like death, 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 death. In different ways. Uh, one was a horrible one, which was uh, falling on wooden spikes. Uh, don't know what that was. It was like either Greek or Roman, but it was a horrific death that, that I remember thinking like, oh, what was, you know, I come back to life, come back to life again. But when I was 14, came back from that operation, thinking like, that was a very surreal dream. That was so weird. And I mean, I never even heard of near-death experiences at 14. And, uh, get to like uh, 20 something and I watched the documentary and the person said, yeah, I came out of my body. I, I saw uh, beings and all this kind of thing. I'm thinking like, oh, life review. Yeah, that's how I had to, you know. And it was all, all that kind of memory thinking like, okay, I, I had a near-death experience as well. And uh, my, my surgeon, Mr. Newton, uh, he said that, uh, yes, we, we had to resuscitate me as well. And uh, I had a big red sticker on my folder um, do not give this patient uh, this uh, muscle relaxants. And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened after that. Was... Do you remember coming back to your physical body or having a choice to return? Good question. Um, so when that happened, it was more like at the time of when people say they see a bright light, I saw at that point. So I had my near-death experience. I mean, I had my life review, sorry. Um, and then once the life review had uh, finished, then it was then the moment of um, do you want to go back to your body or do you want to stay here and then do the next things? But because I'm not I'm not seeing, um, I can describe to you, it's not like um, there's no pressure. If I like there's no pressure, I could have been, I could have stayed there or I could have gone back. But the conversations that I was having telepathy-wise was thinking like, well, I'm 14 years old. And then I say, yes, you are. Uh, and I want to see my family. Yes, you do, kind of thing. It's almost like reaffirming my, my thought process at the time. And the thought process was, I'm young. I want to see my family again. Um, and um, they're basically thinking, like, uh, I'm going to do this anyway. If I, if I, can't, if I stay where I was, I'm going to have to do all, all this again. And to say true, I didn't want to go back to school again. You know, primary school, I didn't want to do all that again. I, I've learned a lot already with primary school, with bullying and, and stuff. Um, because um, going back to the life review again, when I was younger, uh, I was bullied a lot because of having to buy the fitter. And uh, so I went to a normal school, whatever normal school was. Um, and uh, I was the only child with spine fitter and I was the only one with a disability. So uh, children used to bully me quite a lot, you know, because I used to walk different to, to a lot of people. And um, so 
I was getting tired of being bullied a lot of the time. And he, he obviously was very upsetting to me. So I thought, I'm going to change it. I'm going to become the bully. And so I victimised, so it sounds, sounds horrible to say, but I, I, as a child of maybe six, seven years old, my my thought process was then like, I'm going to change it around a little bit. I'm going to become the bully. And I bullied for a short time. Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not proud to say it, but I, I did. You know, I changed it and I became the bully for a short period. And, um, and when I went to the life review and I could see that moment where I was bullying other children and I actually felt like um, I could feel what they were what they were thinking and thinking like, why is it, why has it become this person? You know, he was, it was nice before. Why has it changed? And, yeah, and all kind of, you know, confusion and all that kind of thing. So I could feel their, their thoughts. So that made me realize that we are able to, when we do have a life review, that we are basically one consciousness and we both understand why we do what we do and, and just understand why why we become in a certain way sometimes. Yeah, you can understand me. <laughs> you mentioned the three beings of light. Okay. People talk about angels or spirit guides. What do you think they were? Or perhaps, um, and it's, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're doing a great job because it's very hard to define it or talk about it in words. Maybe it, it there's is. no categories. You, maybe you can't categorize it. But no, not really. I can't really categorize. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they're um, angels from my perspective. Um, I didn't see wings or anything like that um, as a as an angel. People see wings and another kind of thing. Um, I just saw glowing uh, silver. Um, there, there's a couple of things I, I do um, in um, in relation to that. Um, there's uh, one artist called uh, Lloyd Canning. He's a, a British um, artist, and uh, he's painted some wonderful pictures. And um, there's one picture called Eternal Soul or Eternal Spirit. I've forgotten what it is. Um, title but it's called eternal spirit i think it was called and um what it was is it just painted what i saw so it's like silver blue green red but basically it's like a, a, a head shape and shoulders and then like i say it like dissolves you can't really see the rest of it um the best thing about it from my perspective was that because i was fine before having fun before um i could actually I think I was the same because I couldn't feel my legs. I didn't have any legs anymore. And it was, it was almost a bit of freedom uh, from, from my perspective. It was very much a nice freeing uh, sensation. Um, and I could see also in this in this realm that people, um, people's souls, um, could also um, manipulate their body, whatever it is. Because um, I saw like, in this realm, it's hard to describe as well. There's not like a land and sky. It's none of that either. It, it's um, because I'm, there's no land to walk on. You've got, you've got no legs to walk on. You're not actually physically touching uh, things. Okay. Um, so basically, um, you could fly in, in this realm. And I saw people having like fun with a, a ball, like a, another, like a silvery glowing ball type thing. But this was like playing a sporty game with each other people often talk about when they transition loved ones family members come to see them or meet them did you have any of that 
No, um, I, I was fourteen, and um, I and I didn't. Um, I, I don't. I don't think I had anybody in my family that had passed away that uh, I could have said that they were so and so. Um, but I didn't see faces uh, to be honest with you. Um, I, I know people do say that they saw uh, certain people, like you like mentioned, um, but I, I couldn't resemble any facial things at all. We didn't have any eyes. So we, we can see and hear without our ears and eyes. We, mm -hmm. we were like, um, it's, it's, it really is hard to describe that. It, it, it's a feeling experience, really. Feeling, exactly. It yeah. is. Yeah, and it's definitely not, not ears and eyes. It's, it's it is a feeling, and uh, and I, I don't recall any any faces at all. Sorry to say, um, no. I don't, well. want to, um, I don't want to say anything that you know the other people are lying, but because you know, I'm not, and you know, everyone's got their own. I think sometimes also with near death experiences, I think you have your own experience as well because we're, we're quite unique in our own ways, and I think everyone has a unique uh, experience. And incredibly interesting, as you said, you were talking like cards flipping that you saw many, many deaths. Mm. And you also, yeah. you, you talk about your experience like many near-death experiences do as it's so vivid and still memorable and, and still very present. Do you Is it your belief now that you have had multiple incarnations, life and death, as we call it? Yes, yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, and I feel that... Uh, I came back uh, to um, have this particular role and, and to, um, I feel like I, my role is to help people to not worry about death. And it's also to make them realize that uh, we do keep coming back um, because a lot of people are scared of dying and, and they're also worried about, oh, I wonder how my loved ones are that passed away and how are they? You know, that, that kind of a curiosity. And and I just want to make, make them aware that, uh, yes, uh, you, you go back home, you stay there for a little while, and then you come back again um, as another reincarnation. And, um, yeah, you're here to learn. And the main words I, I remember from this experience was uh, learning, love, and connection was the three strongest words I can recall from this experience there were the three key words that came back to me thinking that that you know we're here to learn we're here to love and we're here to connect with each other and um you know we need to be more unity with each other and not against each other and um you know that that is really, really you know the strongest point i can say about it all two more things two more questions what would you mm, sure. you just detailed it but what would you say to those and as you mentioned many people are terrified of death what would be your advice um not to fear it um i think uh, at that point of death um for me for my my own experiences i was in a painful body um at the time of of death it wasn't the point that i'm thinking oh my gosh i'm going to die it wasn't that that kind of pain but i was in i was in i was a discomfort it was in a, it was a discomfort but um at the point of actually coming out of my body um, it wasn't painful. It was like uh, almost like they took me out of my body. Uh, didn't want to say about the unplugging. It felt like that was the bit. So I didn't have to like have the horrible shock of of, of actual death. Um, so I think they actually they take me out of that body by unplugging me. Then at that point, then I come out of my body. And when you come out of your body, 
your human you're not you're not even thinking human thoughts anymore you have to think in soul thoughts so you're 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 more it's more unconditional loving than than a human can be sometimes i mean we try to strive towards unconditional love um, and it's difficult to reach sometimes with events but um as a soul uh, we're definitely um un un unconditional love we are um having telepathy and um more uh, well unity definitely unity and um the beings that i was with they they knew me i knew them um yeah i feel like we're all connected to each other from from that and um, definitely um i'm not scared to die i'm not scared of um you know what's over around the corner i think you have to live your life and just love each other learn and connect to each other and uh, yeah be the best you can be for for this role and then progress to the next life and i think if you keep progressing um i don't know where you go to next i really don't know i really <laughs> like, i would like to know but, me too um, <laughs> mm, it would be nice to know but maybe you, you move to another realm i mean i think the earth is quite a hard um it's a it's a hard, hard school to learn on i think it's a hard school to learn on i think uh, we've maybe gone to other previous i think we we're all learning and we all learn to on the earth we, we have horrible lessons to learn and then once we've got those then we go on to the next planet and then we learn different kind of lessons which are not so hard i think hopefully hopefully oh paul northbridge it's been such a delight to have you on the show is there anything you'd any message you'd like to share with the passion harvest audience that i haven't asked you on a final Ooh. note um no i just thinking thank you for having me on it's a, it's a pleasure to and I, I love love what you do thank you very much so you know keep doing what you're doing thank you know you. You do, you're definitely a light worker so that that, that is awesome you know well, just keep well, doing what you're doing so are you and thank you so much for sharing your story thanks very oh, thank much you. paul <laughs> thank you very Bye -bye. much thank you, thank you. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.